This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with former Iowa State baseball player Don Wenger. The Sioux City native was one of the most successful pitchers in Cyclone history before embarking on an 11-year career as a pro, much of that time spent with the Oakland A's. This September, Wenger will be inducted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Don Wenger. Don, first of all, 30 years ago, you come to Iowa State as a freshman approximately, and now here you are headed to the Iowa State Hall of Fame. What did it mean to you to get that call? Uh, tremendous, tremendous. Very humbling. I'm honored and just so thankful. And actually, I think about it now, getting this award now at this juncture in my life, I think it means so much more now than I think it would have when I, when I first got into pro baseball. So I think now it just means more. It's a, it's a celebration of my whole family, really. You know, I, I took a lot of effort and a lot of, I needed a lot of help from a lot of people to get there. So um, I'm just very thankful and uh, unhumbled. Well, and you have quite a family. Tell me a little bit about that history. Yeah, I grew up in Sioux City, Iowa. I'm the youngest of 10. I have nine older brothers and sisters. And uh, I had a brother, Billy. He went to Iowa State. He played uh, professional baseball all, also for about nine years. And so I learned a lot from him and followed in his footsteps. So a uh, very big family. Learned a lot of, of really, really important life lessons growing up in a big family like that. And you know, I, I look at all the sacrifices that my mother and father uh, made for us, and particularly for me to follow my career in baseball, and just uh, tremendously, tremendous thankful to them. Really good career at Sioux City Healing, and then drafted by the Reds out of high school, you made the decision instead to go to Iowa State. How did you come about that decision? Yeah, you know, I was drafted by the Reds in a late, late round in my senior year of high school, and Bob Randall was fortunate enough to come to me and say, you give me a scholarship, and really gave me an opportunity to pitch at Iowa State. So for me, my brother Billy was there his junior year, so I was kind of, like I mentioned, following in his footsteps, so it was, a, it was an easy decision. I love the idea of playing Division One baseball at Iowa State be able to get your education also and I wasn't ready to play professional baseball wasn't mature enough yet wasn't ready and um, that's what Iowa State you know afforded me the opportunity to continue to pitch get bigger and stronger and most importantly get my degree that's such a tough decision though I would think I mean even though you said it was an easy decision when somebody's flashing a bunch of money in your eyes and I I had a friend in high school trying to pick between pitching at Creighton or going to the Expos uh, that's got to be the decision of a lifetime. I would think that's very, very difficult to make that choice. It's it's hard if you're a, if you're a high draft pick when they're flashing a lot of money at you. It's it's much more difficult for me. I was drafted in the 50th round, so the decision wasn't quite as uh, was one as flashy. They were not flashing as much money around me back in 1988 for a high school senior drafted in the 50th round. But still, again, it was a decision. I, I could have went and played. And sometimes there's an advantage to that getting in the professional minor league systems early, where they can teach you you learn. But again, I, I don't regret for a moment choosing Iowa State and uh, very thankful. Tell me about the adjustment once you got to the college level of facing those hitters as opposed to high school hitters. Yeah, the high school hitters. I remember facing Pete Incavilla and Robin Ventura at Oklahoma State my freshman year and just great teams down there and uh, just bigger and stronger kids you know you're 21 years old and I, you know I'm 17 18 years old facing those guys so it was a big transition and um, uh, was able to get better continue every year continue to learn to pitch 
and very thankful for Bob Randall and Lyle Smith. You know, they gave me opportunity. They, they didn't overpitch me. I had a chance to continue to, uh, to learn and great conditioning at Iowa State. So it was a big transition. I remember facing those Oklahoma State teams my freshman year, and Pete Incavilia and Rob Mitchell hit some long home runs off of me, but um, not that I remember them, no. <laughs> You're not the only one that surrendered those. Were, the, were those the two toughest hitters you faced at the college level? Yeah, and there was also uh, uh, Creighton had a good team when we were there. Uh, Scott Stahoviak was a great player. And University of Iowa, Tim Costo and Chris Hatcher, I think they still hold records for home runs. Those guys got drafted, went on and played. But, yeah, the Oklahoma State teams early on, my freshman, sophomore year, were, were very, very good. I remember going on our spring break trips. We'd go down and play Texas and Fresno State, and we'd be, you know, 1-2 and two or 0-1, oh and, and they'd be – 12 and 1 or 13 and 2 and it was we'd come back you know with one or two wins but uh it was a great learning experience just to be able to go down there and play those teams and get some games in you mentioned lyle smith and you set the school record for career wins and innings pitched so obviously you wanted the ball but you mentioned he didn't abuse your arm how important was finding that balance of making sure that you could extend your career beyond the college level but still wanting to compete as much as you could for iowa state yeah, you know, they were very good. I rarely pitched during the week. You know, I would always pitch on the weekends where the versus the Big 8 games, or maybe I'd come in and pitch a couple innings during the week versus Grandview or something. But Lyle and, and Bob Randall, they were very big in conditioning and physical conditioning. They didn't abuse anybody's arms there at Iowa State. I really, really feel strongly about that. And, and uh, that's very important to be able to stay healthy, to pitch for four years and, you know, lead them in innings. And, and they, they gave me the opportunity. So I see that now. I see some kids get pitched throw way too many innings in high school and college, but never had that problem at Iowa State. So um, that's what gave me the opportunity to play professionally. You kind of had a breakout year your junior year and headed into a real strong senior year with that. But we start to feel at that point, hey, maybe maybe this path will take me back to a professional baseball opportunity. Yeah, I started to look at my junior year and I was, you know, kind of looking at other pitchers getting drafted. And I said, you know, I'm I, I throw just as hard as that guy, or I'm one of the better pitchers in the Big Eight. If he's getting drafted, I got a chance to get drafted too. And then I started throwing harder my junior year. Again, just kept getting bigger and stronger, better mechanics. And my senior year really started throwing harder. And then that's when I really started turning some some scouts' heads. And, and I knew I was going to get a chance to get drafted my senior year. But professional baseball was something that I wanted, but it wasn't. Um, I wanted to do the best I could for Iowa State at that time. I would love the opportunity to play professional baseball, but it really didn't start you know, coming to, to the forefront till my junior and senior year, like you mentioned. When I came in there as a freshman, I thought, well, there's, you know, those guys throw much harder than me. So, uh, yeah, Iowa State gave me that opportunity. Great senior year, 2.84 ERA, and, and really good teams. I mean, you were on a lot of really good teams that accomplished a lot and some great teammates. Tell me a little bit about your memories of just uh, that, that entire collegiate experience for you at Iowa State. We had some great times at Iowa State. I was very happy with the four of us, you know, Matt Peterson, John Camlin, Eric Kogoski, myself. We all came in a freshman, and um, we were all uh, graduated in four years. I think that's very important. We uh, got our degree in four years and played with some great teammates, you know, Mike Myers and Mike Bush and Tom Van Tiger, guys that were great college baseball players, went on and played professionally. We were never able to get a regional bid. We always had to come down and either win the Big 8 tournament to get a chance to get a, region, a regional bid. We, we weren't able to do that. But, you know, we were very competitive all four years. I think we were one of the top teams in the Big 8 Conference my junior year. Our goal was always to get a regional bid. We weren't able to do that. But um, just some great memories of all my great teammates we had. You mentioned all you guys getting your degrees in four years. I believe yours was in business. Why was that so important to you to make sure that you 
made the most of your Iowa State experience, and not just the baseball part of it, but the educational opportunity as well. Well, I remember talking to my mom my junior year, and I was doing the math, and I said, you know, I, I'm going to need to take 21 credits my senior year both semesters to get my degree and meanwhile I had a pretty good junior year yeah. and it was looking like I'm going to get drafted and she said you know you got to get that degree before you go on and try to play professional baseball it's very very important so I uh, buckled down and took uh, a lot of credits my junior and senior got my degree because then I was able to focus on professional baseball I was able to you know put that behind me there's a lot of my friends in the minor leagues that had to go back during the off season or try to get their degree and you just they just kept putting it off putting it off and it, to me it was a peace of mind that I knew I had my degree in business, and I could just give give all I all I could in professional baseball. But I, I owe my mom credit to my mom on that because I said, I said "Mom, there's no way I'm going to be able to play uh, you know fall baseball and in the spring." She said, "You got to do it before you get drafted." Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State athletics on the field. So once you are drafted again, now what's what was the process like for you as you tried to work your way to the major leagues? I'm sure it's different for everybody, but that has to be a real challenge. I mean, you're, you're trying to compete with the very highest level there is out there, and there's so many levels to get through to get there. I always tried to think of each level, try to get to double A. I wanted to get to A, I wanted to get to double A, I wanted to get to triple A. Then I wanted to get invited to big league camp. I always had the goal of playing in the major leagues, but I tried to just get to the next level and learn as much as I could. I think... Um, it's very, very competitive. It's just very competitive. I tell people this. It's much harder to stay in the big leagues than it was to get there because the hitters are very good. Um, it's very difficult to get those guys out two or three times in a game. My best role was a middle reliever where I could come in and pitch a couple innings. It's very competitive. It's hard. you got to stay healthy, too. you you got to have good physical condition, good mechanics because if you get hurt, it's very difficult to make a team. But, but again, the whole experience of the minor leagues, I, I would have to say a lot of people work hard. I think the most important thing for me, why I got multiple opportunities with multiple teams, was just importance of being a good teammate and being coachable. You know, a lot of guys threw harder than me that never got to the big leagues, would maybe take direction or well, yeah, I've been pitching this way. So I, I think that's, um, that's something very, very important that I learned coming up in the minor leagues and why I got multiple opportunities. 11 years as a professional and seven in the major leagues. During that time, how proud were you to know that you were representing the state of Iowa as a high school player from the state and then also Iowa State University out there on the major league level? I loved it. Loved it. Really did. I loved, you know, anytime my, my hometown newspaper would call, I love the fact that I represented Iowa State in professional baseball. There, there weren't very many people from Iowa State got to the big leagues, but you know, as we started coming up, Mike Myers and myself, and I think Mike Bush also got to the big leagues, and even a couple other, my teammates, Matt Peterson, got drafted. We were a, a close-knit group of Cyclones, and also Matt Wagner, a guy I played baseball with, also got to the big leagues. So it meant so much to me, the fact that I could look back, and, you know, we're from Iowa, and there are people from Arizona, Arizona State, you know, playing more baseball. You know, they, you think that they invented the game down there. <laughs> it's just letting them know we also play baseball here in Iowa, so it meant a lot. Well, you mentioned kind of the uh, longevity piece and, and getting there and staying there and how hard that is. I've talked to some professional athletes who, when they get to that level, realize that their body is their opportunity and they have to take care of themselves and they have to eat right and sleep right. And uh, were those some of the keys to, to making sure that you had the longevity that you did as a major league player? Absolutely. Without a doubt. My off season was, I always had to go to spring training trying to make a team. I never had a guaranteed contract coming. So my off season conditioning program, that was my job 
really to prepare to get ready for spring training. So I always came to spring training in shape, ready to go. That's why I made teams in 98. I made the Padres roster out of spring training in 99. I made Kansas City's roster. So I, I tribute that to just being ready to go because I had to do that. I wasn't good enough to show up and just and be, on a, be on a club. So when you break down physically, your arm's not as sharp, your arm's not as strong, you hang pitches, you're not able to rebound after a day's rest or pitch two innings one day, come back the next day. Unless you're in physical shape, unless you're in good shape, you, you're not able to, uh, to, to come back as quick. And so that was something that I tried to tried to do and why I was a middle reliever and then starter and I really why I got the major league service time that I did. And you did have quite a few starts at the major league level in addition to some great relief appearances but I would imagine one start that has to stand out in your mind is going against Mike Mussina at Camden Yards. He's going for his 20th win of the season and you shut him out. Uh, that, that one has to be up there I would think pretty high. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I will not forget that. They can't take that away. Um, yeah, it was. I gave up, I think, nine hits, eight or nine hits. But the, the lineup that I think back that I face, you know, Roberto Alomar, Bobby Bonilla, Cal Ripken Jr., Rafael Palmero, their catcher was Sandy Alomar. But it, it just a, a great team. And to be able to shut them out, a couple big double plays. Mike Bordick made a, a couple big double plays that game, I remember, was first and third, one out. He got out of the jam. But that's that was a tremendous day to beat him, to beat Mike Messina on that day. It's something I'll never forget. I have a lineup card, you know, where you know, they autographed it. All my teammates autographed it. So that's something that I, I'll never forget and definitely was a highlight of my career. When you're around the major leagues that long, you're seeing and interacting with a lot of different people. Who are some of the other major league players that you admired the most, whether they were your teammates or guys on other teams that you just really admired the way they carried themselves? When I was in Atlanta for about a month and a half there with, uh, you know, Greg Maddox was just a tremendous teammate. And the thing about that team is everybody was pulling in the same directions and it didn't matter if you had 20 years of major league service time or if you were there a, a week. They, everybody was on the, on the same path to trying to get wins. And he helped me tremendously just trying to be able to change speeds. And every time I would throw a bullpen, he'd be there watching and I'd watch him throw. And another guy, Kevin Tapney with the Cubs, the same way, had a great career. I admired teammates of mine that really pulled for the team and weren't individuals and wanted to, you know, would do anything to help the team win. And it seemed like guys that had been there a long time and had that major league service times were, were more willing to, to, to lend a helping hand versus somebody who had been in the big leagues for a, a month or so. So those, those two guys, Kevin Tappany was a tremendous teammate of mine and uh, still keep in touch with him. And uh, I really owe a lot to them. Kevin Tappany, born in Des Moines, Iowa, by the way, and Craig Maddox, who pitched in Des Moines, Iowa with the Iowa Cubs. So some nice connections there. Don, proud history of Iowa State baseball, 109 years, uh, and a lot of success along the way in there for the program. As you think about this award and going into the Hall of Fame, it's possible, I won't say probable, but it's possible that, that you could be the last baseball Hall of Famer at Iowa State. Does that maybe give a little bit more meaning even to the fact that you're going in to represent this class? Well, I had not thought of that. Yeah, now that I think about that, that, that it could be, a, that is a tremendous honor, you know, from the, the program itself, where it started, and all the great players that were there that played. I'm humbled, I'm honored, I'm thankful for Iowa State for giving me an opportunity to, to go to college and play baseball. And um, I hope to represent this class with some professionalism and really uh, do it justice. Well, I have no doubt you will, and I really appreciate you taking some time today. Thank you so much, Sean. Really enjoyed it. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.